In the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, God establishes his annual system of holidays. In Leviticus 23, God says to Moses, These are my appointed feasts. And God is literally making an appointment with his people. The question for us is, are we going to show up? Because God keeps his appointments. Now, Christians may refer to these festivals as those Jewish holidays, as if they're for those people over there. But this couldn't be further from the truth. These are the festivals of Jesus, his disciples, Paul, and all the other New Testament writers, and even the festivals of the early Christians. And so for Christians today, understanding the context of these festivals and the message of redemption that's contained within them, well, it's a goldmine for gaining a deeper understanding of Jesus and the New Testament. These festivals are central to the ministry of Jesus. So we're going to do a quick review as an introduction to these holidays. Now, there are seven holidays, of course, seven, a good biblical number, and they can be found listed together in Leviticus chapter 23. But you also find them, well, they're scattered around the Torah, like in Exodus 12, some in Numbers and Deuteronomy as well. Now, as with most things in the ancient world, these festivals are closely associated with the agricultural calendar of the land, in this case, the land of Israel. So the first holiday on the list is Passover. And this, of course, comes right out of the book of Exodus. That great story of God doing battle with the Pharaoh to redeem the Israelites out of Egypt. And this begins the process of redemption, being released from whatever form of slavery you may find yourself in. Now, this holiday happens on the 14th day of the first month of the year. You can read about this in Exodus 12. Now, the next holiday, it's called Unleavened Bread. It happens on the 15th day of the first month. So it's the very next day. Also, this is detailed in Exodus 12. Then we have a holiday called First Fruits, and it happens, the Bible says, the day after the Sabbath. Now, these three holidays together, they always happen in the same week, 14th day, 15th day, then day after the Sabbath, always together, and they happen sometime around March to April, depending on the year, so it's in the spring. And the harvest for these holidays is barley. It's the barley harvest. Then we move on to our fourth holiday. This is called the Festival of Weeks. In Hebrew, Shavuot, which means weeks. God says in Leviticus 23, count seven weeks. Now, seven weeks is 49 days. So you count down 49 days, and then on the 50th day, you celebrate. Well, 50th day in Greek is Pentecost. So that holiday of Pentecost that we see in Acts chapter 2, well, it isn't new to the New Testament. It was instituted by God way back at Mount Sinai. And oh, by the way, that holiday of Pentecost is intimately connected with what's happening on Mount Sinai. And that's very important for us to recognize so we can see what's happening in the book of Acts. Now, the Festival of Weeks is also a harvest celebration. This time, it's the wheat harvest. Okay, so if we just stop right there and you say, all right, we've got four holidays on the board. The first three of them all happen right together. Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits. And if we look at Jesus and the events recorded in the New Testament, well, you find something remarkable. 
Jesus died on Passover. He is the Passover lamb. In fact, he's God's Passover lamb. He's buried, he's put into the ground right before sunset, just as the very next holiday is beginning. That's unleavened bread. Well, Jesus is the bread of the world, yes? Now, is he leavened bread or unleavened bread? Well, leaven represents sin, so Jesus is the unleavened bread of the world. So he dies on Passover as the lamb, he's buried on unleavened bread as the unleavened bread of the world, and then that Sunday, the day after the Sabbath, he's raised, as Paul says, the first fruit of the resurrection. One, two, three holidays in a row, and Jesus hits them all. Then Jesus is resurrected. He walks around for 40 days with his disciples. As the entire Jewish nation is counting down that 49-day period, the seven weeks, on the 40th day, he ascends to heaven after telling his disciples, okay, look, go to the temple and wait. And then 10 days later, on that holiday of Pentecost, the very next holiday on the list, remember, count 50 days, the Holy Spirit descends. So Jesus is four for four. He's batting a thousand that year. Now, is that a coincidence? Not a chance. God is coordinated. And you can see right here how important it is for Christians to understand these biblical holidays. Jesus is fulfilling them all. And when I say fulfilling them all, it doesn't mean so you don't have to celebrate them. It means that God's plan of redemption is coming into fulfillment and you can participate each year by celebrating what Jesus did on each of these holidays. And when people finally see how Jesus is connected to these holidays, they say, whoa, that is so cool. And these holidays take on an entirely new meaning. Now, if we move to the final three holidays, these all happen in the fall, what people refer to today as the high holidays of the Jewish calendar. On the biblical calendar, the seventh month usually falls around September. So the Feast of Trumpets, well, this happens on the first day of the seventh month. The Feast of Trumpets is a call to repentance. Then you have the Day of Atonement, and that happens on the tenth day of the month, ten days later. And finally, five days after that, the fifteenth day of the month, the Festival of Tabernacles, and it's a huge eight-day celebration that happens as the final harvest comes in. So look, if we say Jesus died on Passover, buried on unleavened bread, raised on first fruits, Holy Spirit on the Festival of Weeks, well, what's next? What are we waiting for in anticipation? It's the second coming, the return of the king to judge. And how will that second coming be announced? By the blowing of the trumpet, the shofar. And this is why every September, those who know these holidays are looking for signs of the second coming. And you know, it's just not likely that Jesus is going to return on, I don't know, May 8th or some other random date. He's following the holiday system. So these are the seven holidays, and we've barely scratched the surface on the rich symbolism and the detail found within each holiday, the celebration of that holiday, and of course, Jesus' actions on those particular holidays. If you're looking to deepen your understanding of Jesus in the New Testament, and even God's plan of redemption, a study of these holidays is a must. I can guarantee it. After seeing so many Christians awakened by this study of the holidays, and how they can participate each year in celebrating what Jesus did and is doing as the fulfillment of redemption, 
And I can guarantee that God will richly bless you if you engage in this amazing study.